serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at Subliminal SF dot myshopify.com that's subliminal sf dot myshopify.com and experience subliminal sf hey you open micer in san francisco comedy scene Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's Joke Workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays 
for happy hour six to eight here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them, hang out, do a set, have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from four to six. Get long sets because no one ever shows up. So it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Mutiny Radio. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's four o'clock. It's time for the awesome uh, or whatever it is. Open mic here at Mutiny Radio on a Saturday. People getting tons of time. It's going to be awesome. I got to figure out how to make the music come up here. I'm like, what is right up into the volume? Oh, there it is. Here we go. We go like this. That's how you put music on you here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host today, Pam Benjamin. Yay, yay. We've got comedians. We've got Rob Edwards all the way from fucking, uh, what's it called? Redwood City. Redwood City. My dad actually grew up in Redwood City. He went to a uh, high school called Pali. Uh, Palo Alto, something. Is called, they call it Pali. And... Uh, yeah, he was married in the back of his mother's backyard in Redwood City. It's very exciting. But we have uh, Rob Edwards here. We also have Rachel Pinson and Ernest Meyer Evangelista here to do jokes. Rachel's dressed as, I know that it's not Halloween anymore, but she's dressed as a workout coach from 1988. So that's amazing. It's a great, great outfit. I love your, yeah, you should, you're like, if you just wore a weird, like fluffy um, headdress, you could be uh, uh, Richard Simmons. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful outfit. Uh, We're all hanging out here at Muni Radio. You should come down and hang out too. Hey, I'll never sniff a Snapple. Because I'm going to break out one of those right now, baby. It's really good. Break out the Snapple. Ain't nobody sniffing. It's fine. We're here down at Mutiny Radio on a Saturday doing jokes. Please enjoy the dulcet tones of the amazing band Sunk. Uh, That's S-U-N-Q. They are two people from Wyatt Act, which is another great band that you guys should check out. But Sunk is Guinevere Q. No big fucking deal. And her husband, Young Son. Uh, great, great people. Listen to them, and we're going to get started super quickly with this open mic. It's going to be great. Tons and tons of time. We'll just People can go as long as they want. I don't give a fuck. I'm here. You're here. Let's do it.
Thank you for listening live. We're going to get started in just a few minutes. This is the open mic on a Saturday at 4 o'clock that people come to. They're great, and we're going to have a great time today. Also, please note all the new artwork is up, thanks to Joey Mock, M-A-U-K. Anyone who likes motorcycles, it's time to come to Mutiny Radio, because they're everywhere. Motorcycles look cool. Every time I hang out with small children, I'm I'm a nanny, and every time... I walk by or a motorcycle goes by. I say, motorcycles are cool. And the kids go, motorcycles are cool. And I'm like, yes, they're not safe, but they are cool. So we'll be right back with a bunch of funny comics. Yay! Terrier mix in the house. It's gonna be the dogs are barking. It's a beautiful day here in the Mission District, deep, deep Mission at Mutiny Radio. And I know a lot of people are out enjoying the sunshine, but we have a bunch of comedians in here enjoying the darkness. Enjoy the darkness, which is a great lead into our next comedian. Uh, he's he's a lovely, he's a lovely dark fellow. He's a gorgeous man. Uh, I think he used to play professional basketball. I think he was actually like uh, Kevin Durant's coach for a while. I can tell he's got the he's got the arms to prove it. 
Uh, I can't wait to see him shoot guns one day. I mean, just his own guns. What? <laughs> Did you not know that one of my things, I try to sexually harass as many male comedians as I can. I love it. I love feminism because we get to objectify men equally. And I hope that you objectify your first comedian of the night. What a tall drink of water. What a gorgeous man. What a funny dude, too. Not just good looking, also funny. I mean, we can usually only say that about women, but wow, he is... I, I hope that for Halloween he dressed up as Kevin Durant or um, another one of those hot basketball players. Put your hands together, everyone, right now for Rob Edwards. Yay! Oh, Pam, you're going to make me blush. Look at that shit. And I'm not even timing. You just get to go until you're tired. Okay, cool. You know, I'm, I'm scared. I'm out here scared as a black man, you know? Like, it's, uh, it's just too much shit going on, you know? I have to, I, I, you got to think about everything when you're, when, you're, when you're black, man. You got to, you know, I got to be careful about what kind of pants I wear, you know what I mean? Because women have told me that it looks like sometimes I'm smuggling a weapon, and I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't want to go out like that, like, Oh my God, I didn't know if he was gonna hit me with it, shoot me with it, or shove it down my throat. I didn't know what to do. I feared for my life. And then, you know, Black Lives Matter would show up and they'd be wearing T-shirts that says, is this a weapon with an arrow pointing down? And everybody would be wearing like big black strap-ons. I mean, that's how I wanna be remembered, you know? It's crazy out here, man. You know, say what you want about Donald Trump. You know, hate him, love him if you're indifferent. You can't ignore the magnitude of what this motherfucker is doing. He, he has a black belt in white privilege. You know what I mean? Like, he, he is what Michael Jordan was to the NBA, what Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky was to hockey, what Tiger Woods was to white women. He. Tiger Woods has had more white women than a, a Trader Joe's or a farmer's market. He, his house was the first black building to get gentrified. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm saying like, Donald Trump is the greatest of all time at being white. It ha it's, it's incredible. To, it's fascinating to watch. You know what I mean? Like he says shit like, do not believe what your ears are hearing or what your eyes are seeing. And like millions of motherfuckers actually do it. Like, is he a fucking Jedi? Like, you know what I mean? I did not grab women by their pussy lips or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's fucking, it's incredible. You know, and then, ah, shit, I just wrote this. Give me a sec. Yeah, Donald Trump. Heckle Mike, engage. That that joke, that 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 dick joke was amazing because you never even mentioned your dick, and that was incredible. <laughs> Glad you liked it. All right, there it is. Yeah, man. I don't know. He, I feel like he should open like when once he gets done his own like white privilege dojo. You know what I mean? Like Grandmaster Peckerwood. You know what I mean? Like he. <laughs> You know, I would want to go. I'd want to learn something. You know, I, I, there's got to be something I could get, get out of that. It can't just be that he's rich and he's white. It has to be more to it. Did he slay a dragon with nothing but a jar of mayonnaise? You know what I mean? Did he, did he win the Mortal Kombat tournament with yoga moves? Like what? 
what it, there has to be something to it. I just I just want to be able to be around police and not be nervous. You know what I mean? There's, there's got to be something I can gain from that. You know what I mean? Heckle Mike, engage. Uh, get over here would be good. Get over here. Because you grab him by the pussy and you yeah. go, get over here. Good. Yeah. Oh, no, man. Let's see. Things girls say. You know, uh, I'm going to die alone and I know it. I'm, I'm terrible with women. You know, it's... Uh, they say shit that I just, sometimes I just don't understand and then I say the wrong thing because I'm confused and then shit just goes sideways. You know what I mean? Like, I remember this one girl said to me one time, you know, I need a man who can handle me or some shit like that. <laughs> and you know, I didn't know what she meant. I was confused. I was like, do you mean like a zookeeper and a zoo animal? What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? If you don't feed Bobo every three hours, she gets really angry. Like, no, I don't. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like being an adult, handling yourself falls under that umbrella. Okay? Now, if I was R. Kelly, he needs to handle his women because they are not of age to make their own decisions. <laughs> and apparently they need to be handled and pissed on. But anyway, my point is, you are an adult and I feel like you should be able to, to, to you know, handle yourself. You know what I mean? If you need to be handled, there are institutions with all the handlers and medications you could possibly need. You know what I mean? All the, all the feats and, and, and way we've made with modern medicine and you want me to handle you. I don't have the certifications or the educational background for that shit. <laughs> you know, shit's just dangerous. You know, I may sound like an asshole, but you know what my assholishness also sounds like? Feminism. You don't need a man to handle you. You can handle your fucking self. Get your shit together. <laughs> Another girl once said to me one time, uh, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't make sense to me either. It just leads me to more questions, you know. How good is your best? How bad is your worst? If, if your best is an occasional blowjob and then your worst is trying to stab me, like, you know, we need to reevaluate that statement. I will never accept a trip to the emergency room. Fuck all that shit. You know what I mean? And then, you know, what's the time of possession? You know what I mean? A football game is usually decided by who possesses the ball longer. You know what I mean? So, like, how long does your worst have the ball? Because once she gets the ball, that bitch is unstoppable, all right? Shit. Your best needs to get a running game, you know what I mean? Control the ball. <laughs> you know, if your best gets on the field every, every time it goes three and out, you might not be having a bad day, you might just be a shitty person, you know what I'm saying? We're working through some shit. I like this. I like this. Uh... So I, w I went to Chick-fil-A the other day. Um, and uh, I met up with a girl after I was eating it. And she was like, how could you eat that? And I was like, because uh, it's delicious. And she was like, don't you know they're against gay marriage? Are you against gay marriage? I was like, categorically speaking, yes. He was like, what does that mean? I was like, well, 
I'm against gay marriage, but fuck, I'm against straight marriage. You know what I mean? It's a bad idea. You know, I'm not against gay marriage because I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. I'm against it because I believe marriage is between dumb and dumber. It's a bad idea. Why do it? You know? You wouldn't make, you wouldn't make that, that, you wouldn't sign that contract for anything else. Nothing else would you sign that contract for, for better or for worse. You wouldn't do that with a car. It breaks down on you and then you got to pedal like Fred Flintstone. You wouldn't do that. No. Okay. That one did all right. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Love songs trip me out. The old school love songs. You know, you ever listen to that Bill Withers, uh, that song, uh, Ain't No Sunshine? Yeah. I was talking to this girl and it's like, I want, I want love like that. Love like that. You know, you know the words to the song, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone. Only darkness every day. And she was like, I was like, that sounds like love to you? She was like, yes, that sounds like love to me. I was like, that sounds like chronic depression and a mild psychotic break to me. Ain't no sunshine. It is 85 degrees outside. My, my, my electric bill is about to be biblical the way I'm blasting this AC. And you saying the sun ain't shining? Go for, go for a walk, nigga. You tripping. You know what I mean? In the song, it says, ain't no home when she's away. I was like, you can't tell that to the mortgage bill. Like, they want their money, all right? Whether you think your house is a home is, is irrelevant. You got to pay the man. Pay that mortgage. All right. Ooh. Uh, anything else I want to work on? So, I, you know, I think people worship celebrities too much. You know, people just, you know, kind of a cult of personality thing. You know, like, what's, I feel like every celebrity has their own little cult. Like, Beyonce, what, what's the name of her shit? The, uh, the, the Bayhive, the Bayhive, whatever. You know, you say anything remotely negative about Beyonce on the internet and they will threaten to kill you and your whole family. You know what I mean? Like, no one comes for the queen bee. Why is she your queen? Because she sings songs? Like, what the, does she, does she do something I don't know about? Does she shit gold? No, I don't think so. Does she, hmm, has she cured cancer? No, I haven't I hadn't heard anything from the CDC about this shit. You know what I mean? Does she go out at night and fight the criminal underworld like Batman? No, I don't think she does. Fuck is she your queen for? Doesn't make sense to me. People just get too caught up in celebrity and then they just they sit they just every word these motherfuckers say they hang on. Like it it's beyond me why everybody got mad at Kanye West, you know? It doesn't make sense to me. You know, about that slavery shit, he said. Because he was like a few months removed from a mental institution. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you wouldn't, you don't see a homeless guy screaming on the street and then fucking walk up to him after he says some shit and like, fuck you, bro, you're canceled. You'll never work in a cardboard box in this town again. Like, you don't do that. But for some reason, when Kanye said the shit, everybody got upset. You know, I feel like every time Kanye goes on one of his rants, I feel like Porky Pig should hop out the screen and be like, me, 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 that's all, folks. Da -da 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 like the nigga's a looney tune. He's out of his mind. Damn, I said that backwards. Still got to laugh, though. Okay. 
uh, yeah, man. And then you can't ignore the family he deals with, you know. I'm sure they're nice people, but, you know, the, the, statistics, the statistics are in. They have ruined more niggas than the crack epidemic. You know what I mean? That Kardashian family, that Kardashian curse is real. Fucked up, man. Uh, you know, I, I go to church. I used to go to church a lot. Uh, when I was growing up, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, the Bible Belt. One thing I used to get mad about is when people would say, what would Jesus do? You know what I mean? Why are you comparing me to this nigga? <laughs> you know what I mean? He could perform miracles, raise people from the dead, fucking walk on water. I can't fucking swim. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's fucking doing the hammer dance on top of a lake and I'm fucking drowning with floaties on. Like, that's not a fair <laughs> comparison. Like, what kind of shit is that? You know, and I'm sure that's things I've done that Jesus never did. You know what I mean? He never... ATM the girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you porn enthusiasts like me, do you know what an ATM means? No. Ass, ass, to mouth. ass to mouth. There you go. There you go. Jesus never pulled his dick out of a girl's ass and then put it directly in her mouth. He never did that. You know what I mean? He did that with, he did that with what? Men. He did that with me. I he might I don't I wouldn't know anything about that, but you might know more than me. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't read the book cover to cover. I can't tell. I can't disagree with you on that. But I know he never did that with women. You know? You know, an ATM is just a, a blowjob where you just, you know, look down with a look of disgust on your face. I am never kissing you again. This shit is just... Uh, damn. Let me see. All right, should I go through shit I know works? Uh, oh, I never tried this one. You know, uh, girls are big on like the zodiac signs for some reason. I, I really, I really don't follow them that much. You know, I'm, I'm kind, you know, I remember they'd ask me like, "What's your sign?" And then I finally somebody told me like, uh, "Oh, I, I never knew." But then somebody would told me like, "Oh, you're an Aries," and I'm a nerd. You know what I mean? I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. You're like, "You're an Aries." You know what that means? It's like I don't know. I'm the Greek god of war. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Which is it was which isn't too far from the truth the way a lot of my relationships have gone. People trying to stab me and such. But what else? What else? You know. Now that I know about the zodiac signs, I have to look at all my past relationships differently. You know what I mean? Like uh where did I clip that? Ah, uh, fuck that joke. All right. So. So, I was in the beginning stages of the fuck the other night. Uh, we were about to have ourselves some sex. And, you know, I'm licking the kitty, as all straight men should. And she begins to put pressure on the top of my head. You know, kind of a Heisman stiff arm towards her anus and uh you know rob that's me i do not partake in the consumption of ass i do not kiss lick or eat booty holes it's a personal decision that i feel has been best for me you know so i told her i don't do that and you know she's a pretty girl a little spoiled didn't really get a good understanding of the word no you know what i mean 
And so she just kind of kept asking me the same shit in a different way. And it, it ended up turning into this like green eggs and ham situation. You know what I mean? She goes, eat my ass like groceries out the bag. I don't eat ass because having shit in your mouth is a drag. Would you eat ass here or there? I wouldn't eat ass here or there. I wouldn't eat ass anywhere. Would you, could you, on the bed? Maybe after I give you head? I would not, could not, on the bed, even after head. I do not eat ass, understand me, ma'am? I do not eat ass, so stop asking, damn. Okay, I think that might be everything I wanted to work on. Um, oh, have I ever tried this bit? Let's try this bit. You know, uh, the new abortion laws down south gotten really strict. You know, they're all, but you know, I, I want, why do they focus so much on fetus, fetuses and not focus on like semen? I feel like semen has it way harder than fetuses. You know what I mean? You know, they, you know, they get shot everywhere. They freeze to death. They get ingested, digested. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's fucked up. I used to, you know, my balls know I ain't shit. The semen in me knows I ain't shit. I used to be able to shoot and hit people fucking five five feet away. Now it just kind of oozes out, like holding on for dear life because they know they're not going to become children. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like once they see the laptop out and see, like, it smells like Jergens. No, like, I don't want to end up in a napkin. You know what I mean? Like some shit like that. <laughs> you know, and then the other thing I do is, you know, I'll come and they'll be somewhere like, oh my God, I think we're here. It's, it's pink and it looks, it looks about right. And then the smart ones are like, uh, nah, I know this nigga, something's up. You know what I mean? Since when do vaginas have teeth and a tongue? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and I feel like, you know, it, it's just, it has to be traumatizing being a sperm. You know what I mean? What has to be the worst is the condom. You know what I mean? To see the destination but not be able to get there. It's just, it has to be the most fucked up, tormenting shit you can think of. You know what I mean? I don't know, but that didn't stop some people. You know what I mean? Some people take a, took a few steps back and then burst through that motherfucker like the Kool-Aid man. You know what I mean? Like it was, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Came a real boy, fuck. Yeah, working on that one. And uh, all right, I think that's all I got. All right. <laughs> Edwards, everyone. Yeah. All the way from Redwood City. He is working hard. He is. If I can clap again. Yeah. He drives a lot to come to San Francisco to do these open mics. So motherfucking appreciate it. Yay. I'm glad the listening audience loves you. Uh, we should take pictures here so they could see what a tall, darling drink of water you are. And that first joke you're such a brave man to wear sweatpants everywhere because everyone's seeing your huge piece. I'm surprised people don't think you have a gun all the time. They're like, what is that in your pants, a gun? You're like, no, just because I'm black doesn't mean I have a gun on me. This is my gun that I uh, love women with, not... <laughs> 
Anyway, I was trying. I'm digging myself a hole here today, everybody. I'm getting in it. I can't dig it deep enough for for Rob Edwards' gun. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian. I don't know who's on the list. I think it's Rachel. Was it Rachel or is it Raj? It's Raj. Raj Reyna. Everybody, everybody clap wildly. It's Raj Reyna. <laughs> Hey everybody, how's it going? Yeah. That's cool. I like this. I like your jokes. I like how you ended with the the condom one. I, that's why I think. I mean, because my girl was was pressuring me to get married. I don't know if I want to get married or anything. And so I asked my uncle, and he gave me some good advice. He says, "Raj, the best part about being married is that I haven't had to use a condom in seven years. It's great. Isn't that heartwarming? Right." He said some shit that fucked with me. He said, Raj, worst part about being married, dude, I haven't had sex in about seven years. <laughs> I need help. Dude, my girl was always, she's trying to get, trying to get married. She's trying to fucking get kids. She wanted regular kids. I wanted adopted kids, you know, kind of for the same reason that I want like, like a dog. You know what I mean? Because then people will come up to me. They'll be like, Raj, what a cute kid you got. And then I could be like, thank you so much. Thank you. This is little Timmy. He's actually a rescue. Thank you. <laughs> cute kid so that's the thing man i don't even give a fuck anymore honestly i want an arranged marriage fuck it you know it makes shit easier my uncle had an arranged marriage and he cheated on his wife and the craziest part about the whole thing is his parents had to arrange that second part too you know it's real fucked up you know so i mean the problem i I like her and everything she just she wanted to be she wants to be the, we, we broke up. She wanted to be famous all the time. There was a sign. We went down to like a, a liquor store. There's a little sign. It said, smile, you're on camera. And she looks at me. She goes, mijo, this is our big break. We're on camera. You think? No? Okay. All right. Uh, let's fuck all that shit, though. Uh, you're talking about love, too, you know? And that's a, that's a heavy thing to talk about. You know how I knew she loved me? This is how I knew she loved me because one day we got in a huge argument, giant argument, and she's like, I hate you. I want to kill you, and then I'm going to kill myself, and then I'm going to burn your house down. And I was like, oh, you really do care, don't you? You know, Love is about fixing someone that you broke in the first place. That's what, that's what I think love is. <laughs> and, and she broke up with me, and, and it, was real, it was real heartbreaking for me. It really was. It really made me feel really sad. And I didn't know what to tell her when she when she did it, and so I just I just told her the truth, you know. I had to. I said, "Babe, you can't do this to me." You know, I love you. Like I love you with all my heart. I love you with everything. I don't know how I'd be able to breathe without you. I don't know how I can live without you. And I know I said this to my last twelve girlfriends, <laughs> okay? But you're different, all right? All right, fuck all that shit. Uh, oh, I shouldn't talk too much shit about women though. Um, I feel like women are real powerful. I don't know if you've noticed, all the hurricanes nowadays are being named after ladies, like the, the most devastating one, right? Hurricane Ira, Hurricane Sandy, Jean, Hurricane Dorian, all that shit. It's like the scientists are trying to tell you something. You know what I mean? It's like they're trying to tell you, yo, if you fuck around, she will take your house and half your shit, you know? That's why they name all these things after women. I don't know if you notice, like Siri, Cortana, um, what is it, Alexa, Siri, Cortana, like all those personal assistants that listen to you, why are they named after women? Because men don't listen, you know? So that's all that shit. Look, guys, I don't know if you've noticed lately, but uh, the Bay Area has started to look more and more like India. Have you noticed that shit? I'm not just talking about the people. 
I'm mostly talking about the traffic. That shit is like India. They're cutting off our electricity. That shit is like India. Dude, I live in Milpitas. The smell smells like shit there, you know? It's fucking disgusting. Ah, speaking of the speaking of these wildfires that the all because they cut off the electricity for the wildfires. I saw the most ironic thing um, on the news the other day, and what they said was, "Yo, in order to help the victims of this, year, uh, in order to like support the victims of this year's wildfires, we'll be holding a candlelight vigil." Now look, okay, I'm not very smart. I think fire is the last thing that those guys want to see, <laughs> but I could be wrong on that one. There's a bu- bunch of fucked up shit going on. A bunch of good opioid crisis. There's a whole a big opioid epidemic, you know? Everyone's going crazy about this opioid epidemic. Non-opioid users are going crazy, you know? Ernest, do you take opioids? No, okay. I don't know why I asked that. Sorry. <laughs> Non-opioid o- users are going crazy, you know? Opioid users will go crazy as soon as they wake up, you know, because they're on opioids. Okay. Global warming, let's skip all that shit. Mm. Oh, I'm probably just I'm probably just upset cause uh cause I got a new job. I used to drive for Lyft. Yeah, yeah, I used to drive for Lyft. I like I like the Lyft driving a lot better. I just couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't I couldn't. I couldn't. You know, the commute was terrible, you know. It was just all driving pretty much. It was a terrible commute. So anyway, uh, and it li- Lyft is hard, dude. I was lift. I lifted on the way here actually, and uh, I was talking to my Lyft driver, and you know it's hard to be a Lyft driver. He's like, son, like I drive for Lyft, but I'm gonna be honest with you, I still have to live in my car. Now look, I'm a positive guy. I like to look on the bright side of things. I said, look, dude, you're not a Lyft driver that has to live in his car. Technically, you're a Lyft driver that gets to work from home. You know, <laughs> technically. Dude, they gotta work hard. So this guy, he's so we're lifting on the way here, and he's like, "Yo, hold up, son. I gotta, I gotta make this quick stop, real quick. Does it look weird that I'm doing this shit, like straddling this? Okay, oh, fucking no. I know, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So he's like, "Yo, I gotta make this quick stop. I gotta make this stop real quick, right? I gotta pick up some money. So we stop off at a liquor store, and I think this motherfucker's going to the ATM, not the ass to mouth, the actual ATM." <laughs> No, 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 no. This dude puts on a ski mask. What? He says, yo, I'll be back in seven minutes, and when I come back, I'm going to need you to drive me. Fucked up, right? That's a lie. That didn't happen. But you guys caught on that. Very smart people. I was saying I started a new, uh, I started a new job. Dude, I, I fucking hate this shit. I hate, I, hate this new, I hate this new job. I hate it so much, man. I used to have like aspirations. I used to have shit that I wanted to do with my life. You know, I can feel that just going away. I used to want to be a firefighter when I grew up, and now I drive into work, and most days I hope my office is on fire. You know, completely fucking different. I feel like if Martin Luther King worked a desk job, his speech would start with, well, shit, I had a dream, you know? Not anymore. All right. (laughs) All right, Uh, India, India, India. Oh, so I'm just going to just try something. So... So this job, a bunch of bunch of Asians and Indians that uh, were oh they have tampons in in the in the men's bathroom. I don't know if you guys in some of these work jobs. You know what I'm talking about though. You can kind of guess. Yeah, there's tampons in the men's bathroom. I'm fine with that. I get it's for transgender people. I get it. I'm sorry. Oh okay. Oh, you just put that connection together. You thought they were calling us pussies. That's what I thought when I first saw the tampon. I'm like, are they calling us pussies? No. All right. So, uh, and then, look, 
a lot of Asians, and it's fine. I don't care, but I just don't like being confused for like an Asian person. You know, like like I'll say I'm Indian, and they'll say, "No, Raj, you're Asian technically, because Indian people are Asian. You're not Indian. You're Asian, because you know the Indian and Asians are the same people." And I gotta explain, look, Bob. I think the difference between Indian people and Asian people is the difference between watching cricket and eating crickets. Okay, but I'm not. I don't know about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And Indians, Asians, all of us are cheap motherfuckers. We're cheap bastards. I don't even care. You know. I remember uh, my dad. Uh, God, that dog is so cute. I don't know whether to fuck it or eat it, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm going to skip that one, too. Actually, I'll try it. Uh, yeah, people are hella cheap. Oh, God. You know it's going great when 66% of the audience walks out on your set. That's great. But it's fine because we're doing this. Show. Where are you from, by the way? You drove a long time to get here? Uh, oh, that's not that far. I'm from Mountain View. It's like the same. Yeah. Um, Redwood City, dude. It sucks. The traffic blows, though. I was talking about the traffic. I see these fucking signs on there. You probably see these signs, too, when you're driving. These The don't drink and drive signs. The real fucking ironic, right? Don't drink and drive. Drinking and driving is dangerous. Drinking and driving is the most dangerous thing on the road. Each year, drinking and driving kills millions. It's reading the sign, and I hit someone. It's fucking... All right, fine. It's because I was drunk. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Whatever. You know? Dude, I don't want to get political. I got to say, it's changed the way I think about politics, all this bullshit traffic, okay? You, I'll explain myself. Usually, I'm very pro-immigration. Very pro-immigration. And usually, I'm very anti-gun, okay? And then I get on the 101, and immediately, I'm 100% I'm anti-immigration, and I'm 100% pro-gun, you know? Some of these motherfuckers need to go. Okay. Okay, so uh, we did this. Oh, I was talking about my dad. Oh, the dog's back. So my dad, he's a cheap-ass guy. He's a cheap, cheap guy. Uh, by the way, have you considered getting a cat? Or have you? You travel too much. No, I no, I don't fuck with cats. My girlfriend was like, we should get a cat, Raj. Cats are so inspirational. They're the most inspirational animals in the world. And I got to say, man, that cat really inspired us to get a dog the next time. That's all that shit did, you know? So anyway, I've been trying to talk about my dad for a while. Um, and this is, this is what's going to happen on the next joke. So my dad, great guy, also a very cheap guy growing up. So I remember when I was a kid... Uh, he, I remember this one vivid memory I have. He got in an argument with, uh, with a cashier over a buy one, get one free deal. The deal was buy one, get one free. He was just arguing with him. No, no, I don't need, I don't need two. I don't need two. Why do I need two? Okay, how about this? How about you buy one and I get the second one free, okay? Buy one, get one free, okay? All right. This is a hack one. Whatever. Let's talk about my job. Dude, I should have been a doctor. I don't even care, man. I should have been. Do you know how much money doctors make? A shitload of money. A shit. That's an actual amount of money. They don't get paid. They just get a shitload. Dude, I, I, I broke my wrist. I got surgery to fix my wrist. It's, you know, they fixed my wrist. It only cost me an arm and a leg. Ah, fucking lame. Okay. All right, so I want to end on porn. Porn. I like porn. I watch too much porn. I know, I know. I love it. I like porn a lot, but I just watch, I watch, I watch way too much porn. Way too much. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, right? Jesus Christ. And then I had to stop watching porn because my girl got pissed because I was watching so much. 
And now I just watch Game of Thrones, you know? <laughs> it's like the same fucking thing. I like porn because porn is a lot like sports, you know? Have you noticed that? Like like the balls and whatever, you know? <laughs> I don't know. It's only fun to watch if there's like 11 black guys in it, you know? <laughs> so. hmm. It's not healthy, though. It's not, it's not healthy because... Uh, because if you told your grandpa you had access to titties 24 hours a day, you know what he would think? He would think you kidnapped a hooker or something, you know? It's not fucking healthy to have porn. Your grandpa didn't even have porn, okay? Your grandpa had to jerk off to the Sears Roebuck catalog, okay? His grandpa didn't even have the Sears Roebuck catalog. His grandpa had to go to Sears Roebuck and jerk off to the mannequins there, you know? (laughs) That was his porn. And now we have titties 24-7, and I, for one, am disgusted by it, okay? And now they're hot and single women in your area, and they want to fuck you, and that's hot. But can you imagine if it was for dudes? They're hot, single, horny dudes in your area, and they want to fuck you. Run, you know? That's how that ad would go. You know? Okay, that's, uh, that's about it. And this has been taped. I, I haven't, uh, <laughs> I haven't uh, recorded, but it's online. Okay, cool. Thank you, guys. You guys have been fantastic. Give it up for your host, and uh, I'll see you later. Raj Reyna, everyone! Yay! Yeah, it's live streaming on mutinyradio.fm, and then after, I tag everybody, and then you can have the podcast, and it exists. And that was a great set. That was very, very funny. Everyone's been really great. I'd like, yay! But we're just letting people go with all the time, because why the fuck not? I mean, when else do you get to do 15 minutes on a Saturday? That's what this is for, motherfuckers. And everyone's here, and I appreciate that so much. Just like your next comedian. She was on a show last night. We were raising money for suicide awareness. Hey, I know it's a scary thing. Don't kill yourself. Um, But she is... And she had the best costume on Halloween. It was so funny. She was not a witch. Even though she had a stake to her back and she was holding out apples and weird newts and shit. And she's like, I'm not, I just like brooms. She's so funny. You guys are going to love her. She was at Cobb's on Wednesday. Got gifted an extra five minutes because she's that funny. Put your hands together, everybody, right now for Rachel Pinson. I'm not a witch. Yay. I'm not a witch. I'm just a citizen of Salem. Oh man, I was really, uh, Rob, what you said earlier about women and how they can take care of themselves. Like, that's why I keep telling all my girlfriends, because they keep dating these guys, like bad guys, just to disappoint their parents, you know, like with face tats on probation and like three different baby mamas. And I don't get it. I don't get it. Because I, for one, am a strong, independent disappointment to my parents. And I don't need a man to help me with that. I'm a feminist. Yeah, my mom told me when I was young, she said, Rachel, someday you're going to meet a boy. You're going to meet a really good boy, a really good, loyal boy that will never leave your side. And she was right, because here he is. I brought my dog. I have this good, good boy, good, loyal boy. He never leaves my side. He is a son of a bitch, though. (laughs) He can't help that. He's been a son of a bitch his whole life. Like, walking around with my dog, like, people, like, he gets more respect than me in a lot of situations where someone will be eating some chicken and they'll be like, oh, does your dog want a piece of chicken? He's such a cute boy, he's such a good boy. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I want a fucking piece of chicken. Why don't you ever offer me that chicken? Like, I spent all my money on good food for him. Like, I'm the hungry one. It's not fair. It's not fair. <sighs> Do you guys know about the drug war? I've lost... Uh, I've lost a few good men in the drug war. 
Um, I lost some George Washingtons, some Andrew Jacksons. I even lost a Benjamin Franklin once. Casualties everywhere. Uh, so, speaking about being a disappointment, like I'm a hippie. I'm a hippie and I'm really bad at it because uh, I really like to eat meat and I like making money and I like taking showers. I don't think a crystal shoving in my pussy is gonna cure my yeast infection. I don't see the signs behind that. And I like, I suck at talking about astrology. The other day I get in an argument with someone and I'm like, look, I'm just trying to look at both sides because I'm a Libra moon. And he said, I don't know what that means. And I had to admit, like me neither. I actually have no idea what the fuck I'm saying. I just hang out with hippies and I thought that you would get it. Uh, I don't even get it. Uh, but like I've gone on a lot of adventures and I never really have time to tell people my stories. So how about I just give you guys the highlights and you can pretend like you were there. Sound good? Okay. Hey, remember that one time we were squatting in Nashville in an abandoned building and that kid named Sandwich dropped my blind shih tzu in a hole in the floor? That was fucking crazy. Hey, remember that one time we got kicked out of a festival because we were way too drunk and the festival was over and we couldn't drive because we were too drunk. So Spirit, our friend, had to drive us high on ayahuasca and he looks at us and goes, I've never driven on ayahuasca before. Remember that one time that tiny Italian chick drops a vial of acid on the ground and starts slurping it up and dapping it behind her ears and she was like, come on guys, come on. We cannot waste this, this is good shit, it's good shit. And we're just like, man, I'm actually pretty cool off of your floor acid. I don't really want any of that. Remember that one time an old hippie let me move into her apartment and I started doing comedy in San Francisco? Fuck, those are some crazy times. Uh, so, I had more things I wanted to say. What were they? I should have wrote it down. What? Chicken? Oh, yeah. Do you guys, uh, have you guys ever heard this joke? Why did the chicken cross the road? What? To get to the other side. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's stupid, right? Like, does anyone really truly get it? Like, I looked up the origin. That joke was written in 1847. It's probably the first joke I ever heard. It's like the stereotype of a joke when people want to hear jokes, right? And I thought about it, and this blew my mind. The chicken crossed the road to get to the other side. Cross over, other side. It was a suicidal chicken. That chicken wanted to die, so it crossed the other, and it, and it didn't succeed, it was a, it chickened out a suicide, because everyone knows you don't go across the road, you go down the road. Yeah. 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 Like any eight-year-old that watches YouTube videos could tell you that. Shit. Why did the chicken cross the road? I really want to talk about it. I really want to get like a panel of people we could discuss why the chicken crossed the road? How did the chicken cross the road? Because that could change everything. Like, who, did someone carry it across the road? Was it gonna get butchered? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I digress on why the chicken crossed the road. Um, so I struggle a lot with body image. I think that we all do in some ways, you know? Like, I'm not like thin enough to be conventionally hot, but I'm also not fat enough to be fetishized for how fat I am. Like, I can't do BBW porn. Like maybe I can do ATM porn, I don't know. But like, I'm working on it like one cheeseburger at a time, you know? But it's 2019 and we're into body positivity now, right? 
So instead of being down on myself and negative or dieting and exercising, I could just take this negative, turn it into a positive, use it to my advantage. So now when I see the BART coming and it's full of people, I just kind of like waddle on there with my hand on my belly button and this look on my face like I'm holding a fart. Like maybe someone will think I'm pregnant and they'll notice and they'll be like, man, would you like to sit down? Like, oh my God, priority seating, that's so kind of you. And then they'll start asking me questions like, well, how far along are you? Uh, just like two more stops. <laughs> two more stops and I'm home. No, I mean like the belly, like, oh yeah, like 27 years or something. Uh, I'm not from California, I'm from Ohio. Uh, yeah, that's the response I should get for that. Uh, so do you guys know the show Intervention? Do you know what the show Intervention is? Oh, yeah. You do? Okay, well, it's basically like the families of a drug addict will, will like follow, they'll follow them around with a camera and they'll be like, we're just doing a documentary about it an addiction, but it's secretly they all want to do an intervention, they want to save their lives and stuff. And you were talking about the opiate crisis, right? Well, in Ohio, you know how like in California, you could just go to a weed doctor and say, I have anxiety, and they'll like wink nudge, and you have insomnia too, right? And they write you a prescription for weed, and they send you off on your way. We have something similar in Ohio, but it's for Oxycontin, which is way more addictive. And it's uh, scary, honestly, uh, how easy it is. But it was so bad that intervention came to my hometown. And me and my family are like, oh shit, it's such a small town. They're like, who are we gonna know? Who are we gonna know on this show? Like my sisters were paranoid that they would get caught going to their dealer's house and stuff. It was kind of, it was, it was an interesting thing to happen. So. I thought that they would have to do the whole town. I'm like, everyone here's fucked, I don't get it. So intervention came, and they did. They did the whole fucking town. They called it hillbilly heroin, and they showed a bunch of like hookers shooting up pills and like people losing their kids and going to rehab. They even, like, we, we watched it together as a family to see who we might know. They showed like a panel, and it showed my sister's backyard and her dog was there. My nieces are like, oh my God, Rufus is famous. They were so excited, like our dog's on TV. But honestly, that was like a really rough wake up call. That was a really rough way to find out that my sister's dog was on drugs. Yeah, they didn't even do an intervention. And you know, like technically I'm a Yankee. Technically Ohio is the North or the Midwest. I mean, there's nothing West about it. Like when I say I'm Middle Eastern, no one believes me. But, so I just stick with the Midwest, but honestly, it has a lot of conservative South values. Do you guys know what the heartbeat bill is? They just passed it last March. Well, the heartbeat bill is an abortion bill that says that after the heart starts beating in your embryo, that you cannot have an abortion. Do you guys know how long it takes? Six weeks, six weeks into your pregnancy, the heart starts beating. So basically, by the time you miss your first period and find out your second one isn't coming, you can't abort that baby. You can't. And I thought this was appalling. I'm like, oh my God, this is like a step backwards for feminism. This is wrong. 
And I was shocked. I was shocked at how many people from my hometown were just rooting for it. Like, yeah, yeah, you fucking can't kill your baby. It's a baby. No, you get pregnant at 16. You have that baby. You start snorting pills. You get addicted to heroin because it's cheaper. And you just raise that baby to be a fucking kid of a dead drug addict, you fucking murderer. Why would you do that? All right, I had to let that out. Um, yeah, I grew up in the Midwest, and I have two moms, and, like, here, that's not very weird, like, you know, like, people aren't really that concerned, like, there, people are like, wow, two moms, that's weird, was it rough, like, no, it wasn't rough, it wasn't rough until you asked me that fucking question, you know, but here, it's a different concern, people are like, whoa, two moms, in the Midwest, oh, my God, that must have been rough, was it weird? Like, yes, actually, it was really fucking weird. We didn't even have an ocean. We just had a lake that you could set on fire, and that doesn't even count as water, if you ask me. Yeah. They say that Ohio is the heart of America because it's shaped like a heart, but if Ohio is the heart of America, that shit needs Narcan, like, today, or America's dying! Um... Man, I had to turn a guy down the other day that wanted to date me, and that's so hard. It's so hard for women to do, especially turning down a white guy, because I don't want to be responsible for the next mass shooting. It's putting a lot of pressure on me. Yeah, but I'm actually really into nerdy guys. That's equally as hard for me, because I'm an extrovert with tits, and that's like nerd kryptonite. You know, I can't get them to look at me or talk to me. And when they do talk to me, it's online, and they say really cute things. They say the cutest things like, hey, um, you spell misogyny wrong, you dumb bitch. Yeah. Oh, man, you stole my heart. Oh, it's hard being a girl in this world. It's hard being a girl, especially a girl like me with uh, the opposite of a resting bitch face. Do you guys know what resting bitch face is? You don't? You have a resting bitch face. I'm so jealous. Like, I wish I had a resting bitch face. That's a great line of defense that I don't have. I'm too approachable, and strangers just put their trust in me even when they shouldn't. I constantly get asked for directions, but I don't even know where the fuck I'm going. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I just look nice, so people are like, oh, you're not threatening. So now, I just started telling random shit, and I make their night an adventure. You know, oh, you want to get to the Civic Center? Okay, you want to go down this street, turn to the left. Are you good at answering riddles? Because you're going to come to a homeless person under a bridge. He's not actually homeless, he's a troll. And if you can answer a riddle, he'll tell you where to go from there. You know, and I can't sit alone on public transportation because I look like a kindergarten teacher. People just feel safe with me. They will sit down right next to me, no matter what they smell like. I'm starting to think like maybe because I look like a kindergarten teacher, they'll think I'll know what to do if an active shooter comes on the bus. But like, no, I just look like a kindergarten teacher. But I think the worst instance of like resting helpful lady face I ever had was when I was at a concert and a stranger just hands me their baby and says, will you take her? She's scared. Scared. She's about to be more scared. You think I'm not gonna sell your fucking baby? <laughs> like, I'm trying to afford rent in the Bay Area, you know? Like, what's that worth, like $10,000? Like, maybe 30000 if it's like a blonde baby or something? Okay, I don't really know if that part's true, but that is what my cousins would tell me to get me to shut up when they were babysitting me. It fucking worked. But being this approachable in the city, I have to come up with my own line of defense to get people to leave me alone. And I really don't like being mean to people, and I don't like being violent. So I've decided I can just out crazy people. 
I can out crazy people and make it believable. So now whenever I get a, hey girl, nice ass, what? oh my God, are you saying that you can actually see me? The curse has been lifted. And when I get a, hey girl, what are you doing alone in the city? Alone? What? No, I'm not alone. I'm with all my friends. Can't you see them? We have Stalin, Mussolini, and Hitler, and we're all going to band practice. Do you want to come? And then when I'm in a really sketchy neighborhood and I want people to leave me alone, here's my go-to. I just piss myself, and I walk around barefoot, and then I throw in one of these, and then no one's going to sit next to me on that bus anymore. You know? But if all those lines of defense don't work, I found a surefire way to get men to leave me alone. Do you guys want to know my secret? Pam, do you want to know my secret to get yes. people to leave me alone? Yes. All I have to do is let them get me pregnant. And then they never talk to me again. It works every time. Well, it worked that one time. Yeah. Heckle Mike engaged. I have to, I'm about to pee my pants. Can you go for like two more minutes at least so that I can pee? Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, this is a safe place for long sets. Yeah, let's go long. Go long. Go long. All right. Uh, here's something you won't hear very many comedians say. And that's, I like Mark Norrier. I think he's a great guy. Uh, here's something else you might not hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark, if you're listening, I know you're not. Pam just stuck up for you in the bathroom while she's peeing. How sweet. Here's something else you won't hear very many comedians say. And that's like, I don't like cocaine. I don't like it. I, I don't like it. Like, I think it's because I grew up in the era where they took obnoxious kids like me and they force fed them Ritalin and Adderall. And if you've had amphetamines before your brain was fully developed and then you grow up and you try cocaine, that's just some weak shit. Like, that's just some weak pussy shit. And like, okay, for one, it doesn't last all day. You can't get it for free with a prescription. And when you buy cocaine, you're helping a drug dealer. But when you buy Adderall, you're supporting a college student. So where do you want your money to go? Our dollars have power, people. I'm just kidding. Drug, addict, or drug dealers need to feed their families, too. Um, and I know if you heard that joke and you're like, Rachel, you just don't like cocaine because you haven't tried good cocaine. You're probably right. I will waste your money and try your cocaine, remind myself why I don't like it for science. We could do it for science. Yeah, science. Fuck yeah, science. Uh, you know, I'm pretty new to the Bay Area, as I mentioned. I'm from Ohio. But I really like it here, man. I feel at home. Uh, like some remarkable things will happen like the for the first time in my life I wished what I stepped in was dog shit and people here are so environmentally friendly like I thought I was environmentally friendly because when I was a kid I already gave up plastic straws for Twizzlers but there's people out here using old heroin needles to freebase heroin off of used pieces of foil and that's reduce reuse recycle and that is never going to go up a turtle's nose as far as I know I don't know but they're they're keeping it up they're going they're going and the friendliness the friendliness of the city I I couldn't believe it uh like just the other day I was sitting at a bus stop and a nice gentleman pulls up in the car and he says hey baby girl do you need a ride baby girl that's so sweet we just met you know and this guy 
was so kind enough. He offered me a ride, a job, and he says he can protect me. But I had to turn him down. I said, no, thank you, pork chop. I'm actually a little offended because I am a strong, independent hustler, and I don't need a man to help me sell my pussy. I'm a feminist. All right, thanks, guys. Yay! What a callback. First a strong, independent feminist, then a strong, independent hustler. That was Rachel Pinson. Yay! Dude, that was like a solid 17 minutes. That was great. Like, it was really good, and you're really, really funny. I love, I mean, that's what I love about the Saturday Open Mic is that you actually get to, like, hear people. I mean, and thank you so much, everyone, for staying, uh, especially Rob and Ernest. I know he's up next, but Rob has been here, and he's staying, and that's amazing. But this is what we need. Like, you've got it. Nobody gives you the opportunity to do, like, 15 minutes all this. That was a great set. Like, I can't wait for you to listen to it because you didn't say um or ah at all. You just did fucking jokes and killed it, and I loved it. So clap one more time for Rachel Pinson. Yay. Uh, and uh, both uh, this last comedian and the next comedian were on a show last night, which you can listen to the wonderful podcast all over the internet and the whatnot. Uh, Daphne Dorman died. It's very sad. She committed suicide, and suicide is a real thing, and it's terrible. And hey, comedians, I know you're really sensitive. Don't kill yourself. Call me. Call 415-550-0511. I'll talk you off the ledge. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll totally talk you down. Sometimes I need to be talked down. That's when I call Steve Poggi. I'm not going to give you his number because he's not going to help you. He only helps me. Uh, but, <laughs> but seriously, if you ever are super sensitive and we all are as comedians and you're having a weird narcissistic moment where you feel like you're worthless, please call somebody. Don't there. You, you have things to add to the world. Please don't kill yourself. Yay. Your next comedian. He is a joy, a wonderment in his hair. I, I, want him to cut his hair so I can turn it into a wig so that I can be pretty. Put your hands together, everyone, for Ernest Evangelista! Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Cool. The radio audience needs to know I have long hair. And also, um, I braid my asshole hair. Mainly because that's how I went to jail. Um, that's how I got out. Kind of like Rapunzel, like she broke out of jail. I broke out by going down my asshole hair. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, guys, how you guys doing? It's Saturday. It's D Il Los Muertos, my favorite uh dish at a taqueria. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. My feet hurt because I've been. Uh, uh, hurt. Uh, by God, I don't know. Um, yes. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about my life. Um, I was circumcised at a very young age, the age of 11. That's when I was circumcised. Uh, it's a Filipino tradition. It's weird. Like, uh. I was really excited because they said your penis is going to get big because of puberty. They lied because they cut it off and they made it two inches smaller. My mom had to put ointment around it. That part was kind of cool. 
But yeah, and uh, also there are like stitches around the edge of my penis. The edges of my penis are the edges of a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. But this is what I tell ladies. Hey ladies, now I don't have to buy condoms ribbed for pleasure. My penis is ready ribbed. Like, uh, think, okay. Um, hmm, what else do I want to talk about? Man, how do you guys feel about, um, uh, ghosts? Are you guys scared of ghosts? It was, it was a thing. Um, I one time, uh, saw ghosts when I was masturbating. Uh, it was in the house that my grandma died in. I'm pretty sure it was in the same room that my grandma died in. I'm pretty sure it was my grandma who saw me jerked off. I was jerking off in the Philippines but naked and jerking off to Maxim magazine because that's what I stole from the grocery store. And I was like, oh shit. And I see a ghost and I come a little bit. I get scared like, ah. Like you ever got scared and cried like a penis, like a cum tear in your penis? I know it was it was very scared, uh, and the messed up thing about it, it was even the ghost of my dead grandma who caught me jerking off. It was actually my live grandma from my dad's side who caught me jerking off, and then she was like, "Put no, you're not," and then she started spanking me, like for a BDSM slave minute. Um, I don't know how many weird fetishes were developed that night. But now I like to go to the Folsom Street Fair. You ever been to the Folsom Street Fair? Because you could see me there getting smacked by my grandma. It's probably a better show than this. Uh, I'll probably make you laugh more than this set. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm uh, uh, I'm going to keep on going with, like, yeah, my life. Um, I have a son. I have a biracial baby. He's half black, half Filipino. Originally, I went named Tu Pacquiao, Tu Pacquiao, cause he's a fighter and he's also black. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a really good kid. Like he's a really cute kid. He's super nice. He only stabbed one person. That was me. He only stabbed me once. Um, it's cause I let him watch Rugrats. Did you remember Rugrats growing up, man? Yeah, Rugrats, like in prison, taught my kid how to hide a screwdriver in his diaper. And then he stabbed me with that screwdriver like a shank. I was like, ah, ah. I was like, stop stabbing me, Tupacchio. Ah, ah, ah. And he was like, you know what, bitch? A baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. Shut the fuck uh. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's like, uh, you ever get scared that your cum might create, like, a serial killer? Like, that's why you probably don't try to have kids because like in my lifetime my family there's about maybe there's one murderer in my family you ever have a murderer in your family my uncle uh Butch Bellica you could look this up he's a real gangster like uh he murdered a lot of people by the age of 16 he was the head of the Bahala Na gang as a prison gang in the Philippines and also he uh, was famous for beating up the Beatles. You ever beat up the Beatles before? It was a thing in the 60s where there was a president who was a dictator and he had a bitch of a wife named Imelda Marcus who had hella shoes. And 
Yeah, she was known for shoes and beating up the Beatles. Um, so the Beatles were in the Philippines in Manila, and she invited the Beatles to go to her son's birthday. And they were like, fuck you, bitch. We got to go fuck these Filipino hoes. And she did not like that disrespect and told my uncle uh, and the crew to meet the Beatles in uh, the airport when they were leaving. Do you remember those old footages of, like, the Beatles, like, like with the adoring fans, like, screaming, like, ah, oh, my God, it's the Beatles. Imagine that, and then a second later, my uncle just comes around and then just front kicks the shit out of Ringo. It was like, bitch, you didn't come to the birthday party. And then John's crying, and fucking Paul McCartney is like, and then he gets kicked in his teeth. That's what happened, and uh, it, honestly, it was it was really legendary. And yeah, he went to jail for murder actually um, at the age of sixteen. Um, but what was a good thing is he found God in jail and became a pastor. And then got uh, exonerated from jail because the president of the Philippines liked that he beat up the Beatles. And also, um, my auntie might have had sex with the president of the Philippines and got my uncle out of jail on some Me Too shit. Uh, that's why my aunt Maurice's, my cousin had to, my cousin Maurice is really mean to me. But yeah, after that, he got out of jail 12 years later, became a pastor, wrote a book. Made a movie, was really famous, and also uh, got me free Pacquiao fight tickets. It was really cool. I got to watch Mirage 2 and Bradley 2 in Vegas. That was really fun. But then he started killing more people because he became the head of the police. And uh, now he's continuing to kill more people because now he works for the current uh, president of the Philippines, Duterte who has a drug war against all drug addicts and drug dealers. He could kill them for free. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to make hella money on this uh, killing because you can make money for everybody you have. And yeah, so basically I can't go back home to the Philippines because my uncle wants to murder me because I'm a drug addict and drug dealer. Do you ever have uncle want to murder you before? Okay. Uh, it's relatable. Okay, well... I'm just saying, uh, but yeah, uh, I don't do drugs anymore, uh, I've been sober for two months and a day now, yeah, I gave up all the drugs I was doing, like alcohol and cocaine and smoking weed and cocaine and shrooms and cocaine and acid with cocaine in it and having sex with hookers and cocaine uh, having the hookers do cocaine off my butt. I had to quit all that. I had to stop doing that. Mainly because of my son. I had to stop doing all those drugs. I had to stop doing cocaine. Because my son stopped selling me cocaine. He was like, yeah, dad, I can't move this coke across the border for you anymore. So they keep stopping me. I don't know what's going on on the Mexican border. But that's what happened. Let's not talk about it. Um... But yeah, man, uh, I had to, I had to stop because, uh, yeah, I got arrested, uh, for doing cocaine in front of a bar, and then the security guard came up to me, he was like, hey, bro, you can't do that, 
And I was like, you know what? Hey, man, shut the fuck up. You sound like a cop right now. Why don't you shut the fuck up and do this cocaine? And uh, turns out he was a cop. He was a cop. He arrested me for it. I went to jail. And then, no, I went to court first. You ever went to court? Uh, and then you were like, I'm a little bit sleepy because I did cocaine the night before. So I was like, I need to wake up a little bit. So you take some acid and go to court and you're all twitching and you look the judge in the eye while your eyes twitching and you say, please don't hurt me, daddy. And he gives you 50 years and I go to jail like my uncle. Um, but yeah, it, it was a cool experience going to jail. Like, uh, I learned my worth as a man when I went to jail. I learned that I'm worth about three packets of cigarettes and a honey bun. <laughs> that was my name in jail, honey buns. Uh, and I got my hair braided, my asshole hair braided. I already told that joke. Uh, but yeah, man, it was cool. It was a cool thing going to jail. I learned how to hide phones in my ass. Uh, speaking about, um... Hiding phones up your ass. You guys into sexting? You ever in the, ever use a sexy like have a sexy text and use that phone that you're sexing your girl or lover with and used it by sh uh, and then you shoved it up your ass and tried to get them to FaceTime you <laughs> just so you could see how my asshole looks. Um, well. Yeah, it doesn't work on Tinder either. People don't call me. They just ghost me. Um, but that's what I learned in jail. That's my summer. That was last summer. No, um, if any callers, uh, if anyone listening wants to call my phone, my number is 650-219-1763. Um, please call my asshole. It's very lonely. It's very, it's a very lonely asshole. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, like honestly, like you know what I learned? Um, so, like uh, being sober, uh, you can't get hard anymore. I can't have erections, uh, mainly because you know how in order to have sex with like an ugly chick, um, you have to be a little bit liquored up. I'm the ugly chick in the situation. I'm like, this guy is, dick looks very weird. He doesn't deserve a blowjob. Um, cause I could suck my own dick. Um, wow. mm -hmm. learned that in jail. Okay. The listening audience can't see this, but here he goes. <laughs> okay. That wasn't my dick, that was my asshole. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking about assholes, um, what about the president? I don't know. Speaking about assholes, uh, who here is a fan of murderers? Do you guys like murderers? Mm -hmm. My favorite murderer is good old Jeffrey Dahmer from Ohio. Like... Rachel, I don't know if there's a coincidence, um, but yeah, girl Jeffrey Dahmer, he was famous for, um, killing, 
uh, skinny Filipino, underage uh, Filipino men and trying to make them into sex slaves by drilling a hole in their head and pour acid into it. And while they're in a messed up state, he'll try to have sex with you as if you were a dead zombie. So, like, I was just excited to get picked for a team. Like, he picked me for a team, finally. I never got picked on the basketball team or the volleyball team. It was nice. It was nice. Well, what I get jealous about serial killers is the last meal. They always get a last meal, you know? Like, uh, the guy, this guy named John Wayne Gacy, he was a clown. He worked for KFC. He asked for KFC as his last meal. Jeffrey Dahmer asked if he could eat a Filipino man. And uh, I want to know if I ever get uh, put on death row for all the people I kill with my comedy. Uh, like if if I could have a last meal, I'll have a last. Sir, jailer, I'm about to get executed. Uh, and he was like, so what would your last meal be? And I was like, sir, can I taste pussy one last time? Can I? I want to eat pussy one last time before I go. Let me go with a smile on. And then I die, and then I get injected with drugs or slit on fire. I don't know how people do it nowadays. And then uh, my dead body's all d destroyed, and I'm like, have drool on my face from all the drugs, overdosing. And then the coroner's going to look over my dead body. He's like, wow, man, how barbaric is this? How, why do we continue to do this? Like, look at this man, no dignity. He died with a bunch of gunk coming out of his face. And my homie's going to look at him and he's like, hey, bro, don't worry about him. That's not vomit coming out of his face. That's pussy juice. <laughs> he died with a smile on. And then they closed my eyes. Um... But yeah, man. Um, what I also learned about, um, like, yeah. How do you guys feel about school shooters? <laughs> I know, it's weird. There's so many schools. It's not a topic you should talk about, mainly because it happens all the time. Like, it happens so many times. I'm surprised that two school shooters don't show up on the same place on the same day and have a Mexican school shooting standoff, you know? It's like, hey, I came here first. Well, hey, I'm f Filipino. Uh, or like, you know, it's like there's so many mass shootings. You always hear the names of the places. Dayton, Ohio, El Paso, Texas, the Gilroy Garlic Festival. That sounds like an awful band tour to go on. Like, that sounds like a drag. I wouldn't want to go there either. Um, but honestly, it's like, uh, they always tell you. They always tell you that uh, it's because these kids get bullied so much. That's why they shoot up the school. Um, but has anyone ever tried bullying these kids while they're shooting up the school? You know? Like, Billy throws a pipe bomb down the hallway and yells, Look, Billy, you still throw like a girl. Or you're like hiding behind a classroom door and he shoots a hole through it, boom. And you're like, you yell through the glory hole, hey, Billy, this is the glory hole your mom sucks dick through. And also, you look fat in a trench coat. 
And you're going to die virgin. And you're going to die virgin. Um, honestly, like, man, like, you know what I always say about uh, uh, school shootings? Smoke weed. Because you know what school shooting uh, happened on uh, 4-20-1999? Columbine. And guess who was safe at home smoking blunts and bongs while their classmates were getting shot? All the cool kids smoking weed. So you should probably smoke weed. And honestly, I used to want to shoot up a school when I was younger. And then I started smoking weed. And then I was like, wow... I want to smoke this weed as far as as possible away from the school. <laughs> and then I, you just end up over here on Florida and 21st telling comedy jokes. Shoot up weed. You shoot up meth or heroin, baby. Come on. I w- No, no. I, I'm not saying shoot up weed. Uh, um, but yeah, I haven't tried heroin um meth was in the ecstasy that i took when i was in the kid um but yeah man i'm not a i'm not a i'm not good at guitar i shouldn't take heroin you know (laughs) shouldn't waste all that heroin on me i'm not a fucking supermodel uh but yeah man the thing the thing about drugs what i learned about drugs is people need them. No, um, <laughs> what I learned about drugs is it's not an addiction, it's a distraction. You know, like you're just really trying to distract yourself from all the things that, like, you don't want to do things. You don't want to, you don't want to go to work. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to fuck your girlfriend. You just want to do drugs. Um, but yeah, that's not, uh, let's go with something more lighter. Uh, suicide. Suicide is, I'm not for suicide. Uh, I don't believe in it. I don't think anyone should kill themselves. I believe everyone is bad and they should sh- suffer. Uh, <laughs> you, you shouldn't escape. Uh, but yeah, suicide uh, the thing about suicide, it's such a final thing. You only could do it once. Um, honestly, if you could do it multiple times, that would probably be, be way cooler. Can you imagine if you could kill yourself, like, every few days, maybe, and come back like Jesus? I don't know. Like, if you were just, like, if it was, like, a video game, and, like, when, uh... Because life's not a video game, unless you are into the simulation theory uh but it's just like yeah you you do it because you don't want to like you're at work and your boss is talking shit to you because you fell asleep during the meeting and he's like i'm gonna fire you well i'm gonna fire myself and then you light yourself on fire that's a good way to get out of that meeting or when you're like uh getting yelled at by your girlfriend and they're like you never eat my pussy anymore well i'll eat this gun and then you shoot yourself and that is not uh i'm not trying to promote suicide mainly because there's never a good reason to kill yourself there's no good reasons to kill yourself you're here um to do something um like honestly if you had a good reason to kill 
uh, to uh, kill yourself, uh, maybe. Like maybe uh, if you if I uh, if I went out like John Wilkes Booth, uh, killing a sitting Republican president, that's a that's a good reason. That's why I wear this mustache all twirly, cause I'm gonna do that. Um. But yeah, man. Uh, well, I'll I'll leave you guys with this. Um. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna leave you guys with this one. Uh, I grew up in San Francisco. Uh, grew up in San Francisco. I did I did a lot of things in this life, man. I took acid on election night, and Donald Trump became president, which made me think I probably should do more acid and see what happens. Or, um, you ever, you ever thought you died before? You ever thought you were dead and this is just like purgatory? Uh, I thought I died like in 2014. Um, that's when I started my comedy journey because. I cracked my skull while I was taking shrooms and became all retarded and I couldn't move. I mean, I'm I'm still retarded. But um, <laughs> in order for me to learn how to talk again, I went to comedy college. Wow. Yeah, I went to comedy college, hanged out with people, and I was like, hey, I'm brain damaged. I should do comedy. And I've been doing that ever since. But yeah, man, I think it's a it's a weird purgatory that I'm in. Uh, maybe I'm in hell, um, and like I died in 2014, and it's a weird thing that's going on. But honestly, I kind of like I kind of like hell. It's cool. I got a job now. I'm like working. You guys, you know, working is hell. I'm right. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave you guys with that. And all right, good night. Meyer Evangelista. Follow him on all of his social media. Yay! He's limping about, and that's okay. Hey, clap for me. I'm going to come around. Yay! Yay! All right. Hey, I uh, feel that I should uh, respond to some of the things that Ernest said, but now I can't remember what they were, so we're all going to be fine. No, it's good. I've been, uh, I'm going through menopause, so I've been sexually harassing men on the street. Anyone else? Yay! Anyone else feel like a 15-year-old girl again? Hooray! People keep saying like, oh, women don't like mutiny radio. And I'm like, good, because I'm going through menopause and I want all the hot guys to myself. <laughs> like, great. Get the bitches out of here. I want to hang out with 26-year-old hot men. We got Rob Edwards in the house. Jesus Christ. What? Like, I need to make a mutiny radio calendar just so I can objectify them all the time. I actually love running the board because I get to actually stare at them, like, all the time. That's fine. When they're on stage, you get to look at them and be like, okay, I'm an old, I'm an old gross lady. It's true. I'm a, the only good thing about menopause is that I'm never going to have to have another abortion again. 
Yeah, right? Also, my underwear have never been happier. I haven't had a period in three months. I'm wearing sexy underwear. My friends have been giving me sexy underwear for years. I've been afraid to wear them because I'm going to get them all juicy with weird bullshit. Not anymore. Nothing's coming out of there. Yay. Never a baby. Never a juice. It's so... OJ. I'm gonna, I'm, that's what I should call my... My vagina in perpetuity, OJ, because it used to have the juice. Now it's just, there's no juice left. There's, there's nothing going on there, and that's cool. I sexually harass our mailman on the street. He's on 20th Street. I walk here, and I get to look at him at 530. And I, uh, he was walking down the street, and he had his shirt unbuttoned, and he had like his wife beater kind of showing out. And I said, I hope that the Postal Service makes a calendar and they put you in it. And he smiled at me, and then I walked by, and I'm like, I just sexually harassed the mailman. (laughs) Yes. But you know what? With that wife beater, he was asking for it. You open up your shirt, and you show me the wife beater. You show me your pecs. You were asking for it, baby. Come on. Am I... Can you cat call if he's a guy? Is it called dog calling at that point? Because we're... Come here, dog. They're like, yeah, uh-huh. good, great. <laughs> Let's go. They're like, I watch MILF porn. That's fine. Oh, you've never had a baby? Fine. It's okay. I like the gray hair. I have weird gray hair on my pussy now. It's so fun. It's like a huge shock of gray hair. Like uh, the X-Men character. What's her name? Storm? Not Storm. The one who, no, it's the one who touches people and then she gets their gifts and then she has the thing of gray in her hair and she's a kid. That's on my pussy. It comes out from like one section and it's like, it's got so much power. That and my wonky Nemo fin. I don't know if you guys have a, uh, my vaginal fins are not equal. I don't know whose are, but I have one that's very, very short and one that's very, very long and I feel like Nemo. I feel like, like my one wonky fin is where I get all my prowess from. It's like, hey, bitch. Mm, mm, I'm a fish. Just kidding. I don't always. I don't smell like anything anymore. That's one of the things of menopause. I've lost my sense of taste and smell. Never has been a better time to start eating ass. You know what I mean? I can't smell or taste anything. Ass for me. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It Honestly, I walk by... I can walk by a garbage truck. It smells like nothing. I don't even know what I smell like. It's scary. It's sometimes I think like there's a smell, like everything smells the same. If it's like a deep smell, like a smoky smell, it smells like bananas, coffee, chocolate, and onions at the same time, like all together. Like, so I'm like, there's a smell here, but it doesn't smell like anything normal. So that's my armpits. Yay. (laughs) You can't buy uh, deodorant with food stamps. (laughs) It's not. So what you can buy is uh, baking soda. Yeah, baking soda with food stamps because it's a food thing. And then you go with a little bit of anything, a little bit of liquid or a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, lotion or whatever, and you just stick it on the... You can also brush your teeth with baking soda, food stamp stuff. Cool. <laughs> no one else poor artist, just me. Yeah. I could buy fruit, but fruit is so expensive to make it into alcohol. I would like just hang out behind the back of gross out and take all their weird apples. Turn that into something. I love gross. You guys love grocery outlet? Yeah. 
oh my god where foods uh, where fish sticks go to die it's the best place ever you ever any dead fish sticks every time no they really have amazing things it's like where weird ideas go to die it's like oh we wanted to make an organic shroop waffle that did not work you can find them right now they gross out they're like chocolate dip they're delicious and shroop waffles are amsterdamian they're Dutch. It's like howda. People are like, what's howda? That's gouda. You dumb fucks call it gouda. It's pronounced howda. It's okay. I know a lot about cheese. No more, no more cheese in my vag though. Nothing happening down there. Nothing coming out. Absolutely dry and strange. Forty-five. Yay! Look what you have to look forward to. Yay! You have. You're so far off. It's fine. It's not even gonna. Kind of, birth babies out of this vagina no I never was going to that's why I divorced my husband is he was like let's have babies and I was like mm, no <laughs> my ass is so cute why do you want to ruin that with a fucking baby so I can just wipe baby asses and what's the point of it dogs are way better they will take care of you way better even better than dogs cats cats have healing properties. Did you know about this? No one knew why a cat would purr for years, hundreds of years, thousands of years. Why do cats purr? Why do cats have nine lives? Well, the megahertz of a cat's purr actually heals themselves. So when cats are hurt, they purr because it like regenerates their own bones. So when your cat comes and lays on you and purrs, that's because you're fucking sick. Like when they lay on your head, when cats sleep on your face and purr, that's because you're mentally deranged. The cat is trying to heal you, motherfucker. Don't knock the cat off. The cat is doing something good. They've, they've decided now that the, that the waves that a cat's purr creates heal things in your body. Cats. No one loves cats. Cats, 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 cats. Bow to your alien overlords. Right? The Chinese have been doing it forever with that one paw. They're just constantly bowing to the cats. Just keep loving your alien overlords. They are awesome. They will make your life better. They will bring you food. That's like, mm, my cat brought me a dead bird. My cat brought me a dead rat. My cat like dragged in a raccoon. They're trying to feed you, you skinny bitch. Like fucking eat the food. The cat, the cat loves you. I love my cat. I also love dogs. Hi, you're a nice doggy. You're very, he's a very well behaved. Yes, you are. He's like, don't look at me at the show. It's cool. Dogs are great. It's just that you, they don't poop in a box. Like, I like animals that poop in a box. Here's the thing. I was drunk the other night, and I decided to see what happens if I pee in the litter box. How much litter does my pee clump? That was a waste of litter. Like, it was, it was like 10 of my cat's peas was one of my peas. The, the box is right next to the toilet. What was I doing? Why was I doing this experiment at three in the morning? A lot of whiskey, a lot of whiskey, a lot of whiskey after dark. I'm not allowed to drink whiskey after dark. I've been drinking whiskey daytime today. Thank you very much. Cause the sun is still out. I'm not allowed to drink whiskey after dark because I do things like peeing in the cat litter box to see how much pee is actually there. Is it, it's very, very wasteful. It's composting litter though. So it's okay. I just threw it into the compost in them. My warrior's belt is falling off, just like the warrior's team this year. Did you hear? Poor Stephen Curry broke his hand. 
you know, Clay is out with the meniscus tear for the whole season. Draymond doesn't know what to do. He's injured now, too. Everybody's, who's going to play? Are we just not going to play this year? That's okay. Like, just take a year off, guys. You've won enough times. Just take a year off. Let the Clippers do it. The Clippers? What? Kawhi, right? I know. Basketball. People are like, who gives a fuck? You know? I hearken back to the old times. Have you guys been to that new restaurant in Oakland? It's called the Bandwagon. Yeah, you can get a green curry and a clay bogut. <laughs> Watch out. You got to run, rush to your cur so you don't splash all over your Iguodala. What? None of the same players exist now. So my joke, done. It does, doesn't even, I loved, tried to update my Warriors joke. Can't do it. They're going to be a joke this year. I don't have to make any jokes. It doesn't even matter. They're just going to be silly. It's going to be like watching a really bad uh, globetrotters. Like, look, we used to be able to psychic pass. Now we're just throwing it around Blah! with the new stadium and everything, right? They built that so fast. They had three, they were working around the clock for two years, 24 hours a day. People in there, electricians, building people. It was, it, for what? <laughs> For a losing team this year. There's no curry. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. There's no clay. There's no curry. There's no Splash Brothers. There's no. Anyways, I didn't. I didn't come here to do a TED talk about the New Warriors team. Uh, I came here to talk about cats. No, I'm wondering. I think about this. I don't think there's enough sports teams that deal with cats. We have way too many with like. Indians, which are Native Americans. Like, the Cleveland Indians aren't changing their name to the Cleveland Native Americans. And the fucking Texas Rangers, do you know that the Texas Rangers just murdered Mexicans, like, left and right? And we're just like, yeah, sure, they're the Texas Rangers. I love that, brah. It's so funny to me. I'm like, where are all the cat teams? Why can't we just bow to our alien overlords? Why can't? It's terrible. We're awful people, and we love subjugation. You know what I learned in 2016 with the election? Only some people hate black people, but everyone hates women. <laughs> that's why That's why Elizabeth Warren doesn't stand a chance. Like, People are like, oh, Elizabeth Warren, another qualified woman who could do something? Well, I'm going to vote for a dude who's an idiot. Yay! Because women are stupid. We're not. Here's the thing. I can't wait. I love the glass ceiling, you know, because what I like to do is I like to push my titties up against the glass ceiling because it gives it a much nicer cleavage. I like to get right up against the glass ceiling with my titties and be like, mm, mm, mm. you like that fat? Mm. I got weird fat on my chest. I could just do more push-ups. It wouldn't be there anymore. I haven't had... This isn't even real boob. This is all chicken cutlet boob. You could, you can, like, elbow me in the boob. I feel nothing. I, there's nothing there. I used to run in high school without a bra. Because I was like, oops, I forgot one today. I'm going to run six miles. It doesn't matter. Like, there's no, there's no boobs there. I couldn't imagine breastfeeding a child. Because what would they latch on to? They're like, this is a... Men, women, it's all nipples. Uh, I don't even, I should close with my 180% side boob. That's, I love PG-13 movies, right? Right? And um, American Horror Story, the sixth season with Lady Gaga, 
where she covered up her nipple and we got to see a hundred and eighty percent side boob wicked super hot i'm down but what i'd like to see for equality is some side scrote you know because uh if you're cupping the balls and you don't see the dick what you get to see is that beautiful long maybe hairy side scrote right and imagine with me uh martin scorsese film the, it's a it's sunset. It's great. Actually, he's going to be at the Castor Theater next week for $25. You can actually meet Mark Scorsese. But he's making a new film with Nick Cage where there's a infinity pool. The sun is going down. Nick Cage is coming out of the stairs. His balls are deep in the water because they are long and he is old. And his dick is above the stairs. And what we get to see is this beautiful, veiny side scrote for equality. Quality now, everyone. Let's do it. If I get to see side boob, I want to see some side scrot. Love it. Okay. Thank you all so much for staying for this whole thing from the beginning to the end. And uh, what's your dog's name again? Mister. 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 You want to do a joke? Does he speak at all? Oh, he has tricks. Mister Speak. Mister Speak. Mister Speak. He's more of a. Mr. Speak. Okay, all the way. Down. All the way. Yeah. All the way. Mr. Kick it. Yeah. All the way. All the way. Yeah. LAPD. Psh, 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 psh. Oh. Okay. Ah! That was great. LAPD rolls over dead. Oh, Mr. You're the cutest. This has been a lot of fun today. Thank you, Rob Edwards, Rachel Pinson, Ernest Meyer Evangelista, myself, Raj Reina for coming in and sticking out. Really, you guys, uh, every Saturday we do this, so it's everybody gets long sets. It's good stuff. Uh, clap for yourselves. Yay! Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke 
workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's Joke Workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on Saturdays from 4 to 6. 
get long sets because no one ever shows up. So it's like stage time and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Welcome to Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. I'm a therapist and healer here in San Francisco. And if you want real change on a soul level, you've come to the right place. Morning, everybody. Renee McKenna here with my buddy Pam, Mutiny Radio. And spiritual psychology um, my goal is to bring this fabulous work out into the world free of charge to people who are willing to call in um, you can either call in live what's the number here 415-550-0511 thanks Pam or you can send me a text 415-672-4992 or you can email me at info at ReneeMcKenna.com, and we can set up a free session. The only requirement is that it's going to go out on the air. You can be anonymous, um, but you'll get some free therapy, and you'll help other people in the meantime. So we got a pretty interesting show today. I was just telling Pam we're going to talk about spirit attachment and negative energy interference. Ooh. Yeah. Really, you know, everybody, it sounds all funky, huh? Well, can't we just ignore the negative energies? Is that what we do? Or do we, uh, do we have to, they're with us. They attach themselves to us whether we want, want them or not, huh? Yes. Well, I mean, nothing comes to us by coincidence, so it's not like getting mugged on the street. I've been thinking about that, that you said that everything that happens in our life is a conscious choice that we've made. Yes. Nothing is in our, is in our psychic space without our permission on some level. I, and you said, oh, this is a very controversial thing, but it's, it's, I've been thinking about it all week. Like every choice, everything in my life that I can potentially complain about is something that I put there. It's there because I put it there. How is it to think about that? It was, it's weird. It's, um, I don't usually do like, I do a lot of, I don't do like spiritual. I think a lot about religion Mm -hmm. and a lot about structure and philosophy in my, in my like weekly life and my daily goings about. But this is different Mm -hmm. because it's not like in my head or rationalizing it. It's this different, like the spiritual side of things is different than the rational side of things. How is it different? Uh, because it exists, but you can't explain it away with, so I, there's a, there's a lack of, you can't justify it. There's like a lack of justification. Maybe there's when it's something is ra- when something is in your brain and you're thinking it rationally, you're like, I am thinking about this on a real level. And these, you know, and this is why B goes to C goes right. to D if then therefore that kind of like rational thought, I think therefore I am, but the spiritual side is very different. 
so for me, the difference is the spiritual side is an experience. Ah. It's, it's the, I like to call it the non-rational. It's the felt experience. It's a being experience. It's, um, it's our emotions. It's our relationality. It's our, uh, how we move through the world rather than what we think about our relationships, what we think about how there's a different, there's like always this over narrative going on. But then the narrative is about the experience. Right. It's the, uh, the narrative is the layer removed from the feeling itself. Exactly. So, exactly. Right. So spirituality, for me, the, you know, I like, <laughs> in recovery circles, there's a, um, one of my favorite lines is, uh, religion is for people who are afraid to go to hell and spiritual, spirituality is for people who've already been there. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> wow. Sure. 